on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. Visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. today's show the nfl draft is just one week and one day away and that makes me a very happy man and steve and i are going to give our predictions of where the ohio state players are going to be selected in next week's nfl draft steve we'll start right at the top not a very difficult one to start off here where do you predict chase young will go in the nfl draft I'm going to say number two overall to his hometown, uh, Washington Redskins. I just think that, uh, first of all, him being you know from there, I think that that helps, certainly. Uh, Joe Burrow seems to me like he is locked in as the number one pick to the Bengals. And Young, <coughs> excuse me, is just the most obvious pick uh, next after that. So, uh, to me, I, I don't see any doubt. There's no red flags with him. And uh, I just feel like uh, he's going to be the easy pick as the number two overall selection. I completely agree. I think they're going to take who is perhaps the best player in the draft, number two overall, at least the highest graded player, Chase Young. Next up, I think Jeff Okuda is going to go right behind him, Steve. I think Okuda is going to go number three to the Lions. There's some talk he could, you know, with quarterbacks and stuff. You never know what could happen with trades. But uh, I do think Jeff Okuda is going to go number three. What do you think? Yeah, I see CBS has a mock trade in there with uh, Miami moving up two spots to take Tua Tagovailoa, but uh, Detroit uh, would move down a couple spots and still have Jeff Okuda, it appears, in, in at least one mock draft. The other one has Okuda going number three overall to Detroit. So I think he ends up in Detroit. Uh, getting from point A to point B is going to be the interesting uh, part. If Detroit can leverage any kind of extra picks or anything out of that and still get Okuda, I think they'd consider it a win-win. So uh, to me, that's what I would look at, uh, That probably number three. But uh, you never know if somebody gives them a deal that's just too good to be true, then uh, you might might move down a pick or two and still be able to get him. Because so, it looks like New York is going at New York at number four. New York Giants are going to go uh, in another direction, either an offensive lineman or a linebacker in that spot. Yeah, whether Okuda goes three or five, he's going to be a very rich man. Here's where it starts to get really interesting for me. J.K. Dobbins. Where does go get it and come back with it get drafted, Steve? <laughs> Yeah, J.K.'s been an interesting dude to to, uh, to cover at Ohio State the last three years. Always has that uh, that that chip on the shoulder, as he likes to say. <laughs> and even when they were the number one team in the country or number two or whatever, 
they were always being disrespected, it seems, according to uh, to J.K. Dobbins. But, uh, no, you got to like uh, his spirit and the way that he goes about things. Um, you know, you look at different uh, projections, and you don't see a lot of them that have him uh, picked in the first round. Um, you know, maybe late first round to one of the top contenders if they need a running back. But uh, possibly early second round, it seems like. So uh, I'm going to say early second round. I like him a lot. I just, I, I suppose I just want to see, uh, you know, one of those uh, teams in the late first round uh, really, uh, you know, profess their love for him, I guess, before I would get uh, too overly excited. I mean, CBS has him all the way down as the number 46 prospect in the draft, which would put him middle of the second round. So I'm going to say first 10 picks of the second round. I agree with you. There's been some smoke he could be a late first-round pick, but I agree with you. I think Dobbins early second, and I think that's good for him. Um, but there, you know, there's a chance he could go in the first round. Um, all right, let's skip ahead. I don't know. These, these guys are obviously not in order. I'm just kind of, you know, some of these guys are kind of bunched together. But let's go with Damon Arnett next. Um, I'm going to go with, and I never thought I'd say this in, in a million years, but it's, I'm going to go early third round on Damon Arnett. What do you think? Yeah, I think it just depends what needs are are there for the teams that are drafting uh, late in the second round or early in the third round. It seems to be the, the sweet spot for him. CBS has him at number 63, which would put him basically at the end of the second round. So I just look at it that um, – He's going to end up in a good spot. I don't. I don't have any doubt about that. And I thought it was very humorous that uh, ESPN had the screen yesterday with Jeff Okuda and Mel Kiper, and Okuda turned the tables on Kiper and was grilling him about his grade on uh, on uh, his friend Arnett and said, "You're, you're sleeping on uh, Damon Arnett. You don't have him where he needs to be." And uh, I think Damon Arnett is a guy, again, chip on the shoulder, who's going to go in there and over deliver and uh you know be a guy that uh uh you know lives up to his draft uh stock or or outperforms his pick perhaps even talk about stock rising over the last year whoever thought we would say things like Damon Arnett early third round I think that's where Kuiper has him too and then you know Jeff Okuda playfully but I think he really does believe it says no he, that's you're you're underrating him whoever thought early third round would be underrating Damon Arnett all right moving right along Local. Let's go to a couple local products first. Malik Harrison, a couple guys that weren't ranked very high, and, and Davon Hamilton. Let's start with Malik Harrison. Um, yeah, I'll stick in early third round for him. He could do. He could go in the second round. I'll go early third for Malik Harrison. I think it was your turn to go first. I kind of jumped ahead. Where do you think that's, Malik Harrison's going to go? Yeah, that's okay. I would say uh, probably middle of the third round, if not late third round for him. CBS has him at 87 overall. And again, I think the uh, the uh, margin of uh, of uh, error on these probably 20 picks either way, so that could put him early third or even early fourth, I guess. But uh, yeah, I like Malik Harrison. To me, he had an outstanding year, and uh, he was much more around the ball, if that makes sense. Uh, this past year than he had been in previous years, and uh, to me, really played up. And I thought uh, at times. Uh, he was on the verge of taking over games at times, but uh, I'm interested to see where he lands. Hopefully he's in a good fit. You know, I'm not a, uh, a 
technician in terms of four three three four, what would be the best fit for him? But hopefully he ends up in a in a, a scheme that allows him to flourish and they can use his abilities. A guy that can get to the passer, but also help you in the run game and even cover a little bit out of the backfield. So I I I am excited to see where he goes. The aforementioned Davon Hamilton, D-tackle, another local product, as I mentioned. Where do you think Davon Hamilton's going to go? Wow, did he have an amazing year or what? And he's a guy that was in the shadows kind of uh, for the first two, three years, whatever it was. Always in the rotation, but never seemed to spark a lot of plays. But, again, when you're playing on a line alongside Chase Young, you're able to, to get one-on-one blocking and make some plays. And I think that that's what Hamilton excelled in. And uh, they've got him at 106 for CBS, which would put him early fourth round, I believe, in that round. So um, I'm going to say, you know, late third, he definitely played better than whatever he's going to be drafted. I mean, his last year at Ohio State, he was fabulous. So I think he's a guy you put on the defensive line and uh, leave him there for a six, eight, ten year NFL career and He's a very solid citizen, too, Dave. He's uh, as good as it gets, and I think comes from a great family, and I think he's going to do just fine uh, in the NFL. I have Hamilton pegged in the mid-third round. I'm going to do a piece uh, for the site that doing my predictions, so I'll be regurgitating what I'm saying on the show. Or maybe I'll change my mind on some of these guys, but I won't be changing them very much. Uh, next on the docket, K.J. Hill. I have him in the fourth round, Steve. Where do you got him? You know, I think that's probably fair. I'm not sure uh, how he tested and all those kind of things. You know, I, I believe he ran a 4.6, didn't he, at the combine, or a or a high 4.5, something like that. Yeah, he got. Yeah, he he got. It was a high 4.5, I believe, which I thought yeah. was pretty good for him. I just didn't want to see him run the 4.6s, which he he didn't. And the con, I think he would have ran even better than that at pro day. So yeah, I thought four. Five, whatever it was, was pretty good for him. Yeah. CBS has him at number 118, which would be late fourth round. And I think fourth round is probably the right place for him. I think, again, you have a guy who, in his time at Ohio State, you know, was he able to go over the top and make a few plays? Yeah, every now and then. But what he did was he made the tough catches over the middle, the possession plays, the crossing routes, these kind of things that that you absolutely have to be able to do as an NFL wide receiver. Uh, To me, he was a pro two years ago in that regard as maybe a third receiver on an NFL team, something like that. You know, just a guy that, uh, you know, it's third and eight. We got to convert this third down and they send everybody long and he comes underneath and, you know, they move the chains. I mean, it's just, to me, it's mother's milk for him. I think, uh, you know, he's a guy that could go to the NFL and, and get 60, 70 catches a year if they just throw it to him, you know, twice a quarter or something. So, you know, or once a quarter. So I think uh, he's got a bright future in front of him. Again, kind of like Hamilton, plug and play. He could be a guy, honestly, just as solid as his makeup is, Dave. He could last the NFL a decade if he takes care of his body. And uh, to me, he's he's a pro's pro, in my opinion. I mean, is he going to win games for you? Is he Michael Thomas? No, I don't think he is. But uh, he's every bit as valuable as that guy that sustains drives. You've got to have that in the NFL. The guy I meant to bring up earlier is Jonah Jackson, offensive guard. He also can slide over and play center if need be, which I think helps his value. Uh, where do you have Jonah Jackson going, Steve? 
Yeah, you got to love Jonah Jackson. He went to the Senior Bowl and dominated and uh, really raised his stock. Uh, CBS has him at 84, which would be late third. Um, I think he goes before that. I think uh, because of his makeup, again, solid citizen, uh, you know, and when put on in the primetime spot at Ohio State, he delivered the goods, and uh, they set records offensively with him on the offensive line. And uh, he was fabulous, I think, in his one year at Ohio State. A born leader, was a captain at Rutgers before coming to Ohio State. And I don't have enough good things to say about Jonah Jackson. You know, and I think what pros like is he was in one system and came to Ohio State, assimilated as part of a new system. And I think he's a guy that uh, when they get him into camp, he will figure it out very quickly. And uh, I don't know that he will start day one in the NFL, but uh, I would think he'd be a solid uh, guy on your offensive line, maybe a starter by year two or three, that type of thing. But I think uh, he's a guy that, again, plug and play, probably an eight or ten year NFL player. Jordan Fuller is a guy that I thought coming into the year would be like a second-day draft pick, like a second- or a third-rounder. But looking at all the mock drafts, you know, he didn't run that well at the Combine. Um, and, you know, most of the mock drafts, I think, have him going like in the sixth round. So, you know, I guess I will defer. I, I, I still feel like more like late fifth is where I'm going to peg him. I got late fifth on Jordan Fuller. What do you have for him? I think if people take the time to sit down in a room with him and, and talk to him, they realize there's much more to him than just playing football. He was uh, nominated for the Academic Heisman Award in New York City, and uh, I think uh, his his play on the field speaks for itself. I mean, they, they were so uh, confident in his ability that they changed the scheme, and he was the only safety on the field a lot of times with three corners in coverage, so... Uh, to me, that says a lot about uh, what they felt of his ability and his uh, uh, ability to cover the field. I mean, just his ability to sniff out a play at great instincts, was a leading tackler at Ohio State for a couple of years, either one or two, both of his last uh, uh, two years. So to me, there's a lot of upside there. Uh, you may not like the raw numbers, as you mentioned, uh, the, the measurables and, the, and, and whatever, but uh, here's a heady guy that you know certainly is going to be a special teams player the first year or two and potentially a difference maker on defense as he kind of grows and develops at the NFL level. I mean, goes without saying, solid. here we go again, Dave, another Ohio State guy, a solid citizen and a guy that, you know, you don't have to look up in five years and, you know, what happened to him? Why did he flame out? Was it personal issues or whatever? None of that with Jordan Fuller. I mean, he's going to be rock solid in the locker room, on the field, and I think, again, a guy that could play if everything checks out six, eight, ten years in the NFL, no doubt about it. Yeah, for those that don't know, and I think most people listening to the show do know this, but Ohio State, yeah, they recruit a lot of five stars. They recruit a hell of a lot of four stars. They have a few three stars sprinkled in as far as talent. Most of those kids are all five-star young men. I mean, it's just so impressive how they are, like, off the field, but also being elite athletes and probably being told since they were five years old how great they were. So it's it's uh, it's impressive the type of young man that they recruit. Another one is B.B. Landers. I, I've loved you covering him. Some people think he might be an undrafted free agent. I know CBS's seven-round mock had him going late. I'll say B.B. Landers gets drafted sixth or seventh round. What do you think? Yeah, no question about it. I think, again, solid guy and uh, – a guy who's a football player, that's what they're looking for, guys who are football players and uh, maybe not going to – I mean, he's he's short, and <laughs> I think you could use that against him, but, 
you know, I think he's a plugger and he's a guy that could play in the NFL a few years, no doubt about it. And like I said, that's he was the final one that was off the board uh, for Ohio State, so they had 10 players going. Do you think anybody else will be drafted? I, I think there's a chance that Brandon Bowen could get drafted. I think there's a chance Ben Victor could get drafted. I think there's a chance Austin Mack could get drafted. Do you think any of those three guys will get drafted? Yeah, Victor and Mack were at the Combine, and uh, again, I think had a chance to meet with NFL teams there, and it only takes one team to fall in love with the guy and his makeup. Victor, to me, is very intriguing. He's got Randy Moss, you know, type frame, and has that ability, but just consistency issues over the years. Jay Sean Cornell, to me, on the defensive line, had an amazing final season at Ohio State, was a difference maker, whereas he'd been injured or in the shadows the first three or four years. And so uh, is it enough to get him drafted? I don't know, but he'll be an undrafted free agent at worst and in camp and could earn some work, no doubt about it. So that's the big thing with these guys, Dave. Get drafted, get with your first contract, and earn a job. That's the uh, the big thing right now. And, uh, again, draft day, more records. I think Ohio State is going to take over the all-time first-round draft pick record in this draft if they get two of them and uh, USC may get shut out. I think they take over the all-time lead in this draft, which uh, will be uh, another footnote, another draft headline. Ohio State has dominated the modern era of college football in the NFL draft, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what happens on draft night. I am as well. Great stuff out of Steve Hellwagon. Really appreciate you jumping on, buddy. And appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Hope everyone has a great day. And real quick, programming note, Ryan Day will meet with the media today at 11 a.m. teleconference. So we're going to have full coverage of that on Bucknuts. Head coach Ryan Day will meet with the media today on a teleconference, 11 a.m. Thanks again, Bucknutters. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. (laughs) 